rise. Court is now in session. Love strength. Fighting for justice is the podcast. Fight is spelled with a PA. Serving Philly in the counties and the tri states. We the change people's minds. Yeah, we don't see hate. If you ever want to question law, yeah, let's debate. Hey, hey, this is JJ. This is Dave, and we're fighting for justice. So, this is a brand new podcast, Fighting for Justice. And we're going to explain a little bit about ourselves. My name is Jonathan Luff. Everybody calls me JJ. JJ is for Jonathan Jr. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I was born in Philadelphia, single mom, but a great family. I have I have a huge, huge family. My family means everything to me. I, I, I feel like I have a million cousins. <laughs> it's because you do. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's, it's me, my mom, my stepdad, and my two, I have two aunts and one uncle, two grandmothers, and from there, I swear I have a million cousins. Everybody, there's, there's friends of friends, but like, I also went to one of the largest churches in the city, Triumph Baptist Church. Religion was a big thing for me growing up. My grandmom built it, both of my grandmoms really built it into my mom who built it into me and I remember telling you when we when you know we'll get into this a little bit later but I remember telling you like I know you're not religious but don't worry Dave I'm I believe that I'm one of God's chosen people and I am like he loves me so he feels much that way. <laughs> I remember telling you like he loves me so much that you were going to be blessed just by knowing me. You remember me telling you that? No, you say it all the time. Right. I, I believe it. So like And I know you do. That's who I am. I was I went to Roman Catholic High School in Philadelphia. A lot of my connections are in the city. Um, you know, my mom works for councilman council member, I'm sorry, Isaiah Thomas. Uh there's Kendra Brooks. Like one it's just the city means so much to me that this was an idea for me to give back some of the knowledge, some of the information to the people that need it, right? And so this is what we wanted to do. Absolutely. So why don't you tell them a little, about, a little bit about you? Yeah. Uh, my name is David Schrenfeld. I grew up in Humlock Creek, which I, listen, there's not a single chance unless you're a friend or family member, you have any idea where that is. It's in northeastern Pennsylvania, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area. Uh, I... I don't really have a large family, you know. I listen, I have a couple cousins, mom, dad. We were all very close, but in comparison to your family, it's insane. I mean, I can't even you're like, you remember my cousin? Dude, that's ridiculous. No, <laughs> I do. I don't know their name because you have seventy of them. But uh, like he said, I grew up uh I <laughs> I'm not religious at all. I'm a hundred percent atheist. I never went to church, you know, I'm it's not something that was part of my life for a reason because I don't want it to be. But hey, I went to King's College, which again is in Wilkes-Barre, which unless you're from the area or you know me, you don't really know. I moved down here to go to law school. I don't really remember when, 2012 maybe? Uh, and I've been here ever since. And I mean, the reason I want to start this podcast, kind of the same reason as JJ, uh, you know, this is our opportunity to not speak like lawyers, right? Like we do all the time, 100% of the day to all of our clients in a courtroom. And it really is a way to give back, right? Because everybody has legal questions. Everybody doesn't understand the law, which I know is true because if they did, we wouldn't have a job. 
right? And at the end of the day, this is our opportunity to give back to the city of Philadelphia, all the counties, anybody who's listening, to be honest. Um, you know, it's this is this is what we're here for. Right. So, so let's talk about kind of how we met. I think let me jump into it because at the time we met at um, another law firm. And so at that law firm, I kind of, I had been in the public defender's office for about three and a half years. I had a and lot of trial experience. that was in Philly, right? You were in public. Yeah, that was yeah, in yeah. Philadelphia. Guys, first and foremost, let me give a shout out to the baddest, the biggest <laughs> law firm in the world. The one that doesn't get the respect it deserves. The people who fight and get shat on all the time and still fight for y'all. The public defenders. You know where I go when I have question? It's to the PDs. You know who helps me out when I don't know what I'm doing? It's the PDs. You know who gives me millions of dollars worth of advice so I can charge y'all <laughs> thousands of dollars? It's the PDs. Stop disrespecting them. They are the baddest lawyers in the land. And it's true. I mean, the funny thing is, uh, you know, there's a little connection too, because one of my favorite professors, and I'm gonna give him a shout out, and I know you still call him to this day, but to Aaron Marcus, day. man, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Marcus was my criminal procedure uh, professor in law school. You know, he told us he worked for the PD's office, which at the time I had the same view. I was like, "You work at the PD's office? That's insane! Like, what? What do you know?" <laughs> and then by the time we were done with that class, I realized that oh, the guy you know knows everything. everything. <laughs> And then I meet this dude and he tells me, you know, when I was at the PD's office, there was this one guy, like if I needed an answer on something that was crazy that no one else knew, he's like, you know, I'd go to Aaron Marcus. And I just looked at him. I was like, same Aaron Marcus, like the same dude, that's my law professor, you know? And he was like, yeah, I think so. I guess. How many can there be? For real and for true. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you all that. So like <clears throat> I had been at the PD's office for about three and a half years, had great training, had great friends. They taught me everything I know. And I went out to this private firm. And when I went out to this firm, you know, I had this idea. There were other lawyers there. And I'm like, all right, well, these other lawyers must, they must be as good as me. They must have as much trial experience as me. And I remember I, um, I was at your house one day. <laughs> And we were talking about kind of like our experiences and you had just kind of nonchalantly mentioned that you were an attorney for like three months <laughs> and it blew my mind. I was like, wait, wait, stop, back up. You, you've only been a lawyer for three months. And then I, it prompted me to ask you, how much money have you made this guy or, or at a last firm? And you told me, he's like, yeah, I've brought in like a quarter million dollars. I was like, Man, this bull brought in a quarter million dollars and he don't know shit. Oh my God, when I teach him, he's going to be amazing. And that was kind of the crux of like our relationship, how we met, Absolutely. how we knew. And like, and it didn't help. You know, we were handling hundreds of cases. We were, you know, it's kind of like you go to war with somebody, you become best friends. Right. And we, we knew, and I was like, okay, you know what? You send me everything. I'll teach you everything. Yeah. Because he, listen, he, had a, he, he had a good quality. He knew how to talk to people. And listen, at, some people want to be comfortable with who they look at. Black people look at me, and they, they feel comfortable. They see, they see comfortability, and they're like, okay, I want that black lawyer. White people look at you, and they just feel, listen, 
they see that Donald <laughs> Trump look alike sometimes and they just be like, I want that white boy. Sometimes I see it in them. I'd be like, yeah, they, they're, they're going to want to go with Dave simply because he's white. And I stopped fighting. I'm like, he's good at it because you will sit there and talk. You know me. Like, listen, I'm going to give you like three to four minutes. I'm going to tell you what it is and then yeah. go with it. Like, go with God. I'm not going to talk to you all day. Yeah. You will literally talk to these people for hours at a time. I'd be like, Dave, you realize you got to get the fuck off the phone, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that our time is money. But, like, that's what you're good at. So I've had to learn to be like, all right, let me fall back. Let me let him do him. And that's kind of how our friendship has evolved of, like, we allow each other to be our genuine selves. Absolutely. All the time. And it always brings the best out of each other. Correct. And... You know, to finish that story, we well, here's the best part of that story. We were at the law firm, extremely busy all the time. I was kind of already on my way out. Right? I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't care at that point. And he approached me and was like, you're not leaving. And I was like, okay, man. Well, you know, I am I'm definitely going to leave. He's like, I'm going to go get a raise and I'm going to pay you out of my own pocket because you can't leave. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> fine, right? Because I'm not going to get money from anybody else, so I'll stay here. Well, as it turns out, that didn't go as planned, right? It did not. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, he came up one day, and he was like, you still want to go out on your own? And I was like, I don't want to be here. And he was like, well, let's just do it. So that was – actually, we're at – that's the cool thing. We're at over four years right now. We just hit – the four-year mark would have been in April. And I mean, we're going stronger than ever, you know, in the beginning, just like any law firm, we had to practice almost everything, right? right. We were good at criminal defense. Mm-hmm. I taught myself family law because listen, when you need to make money to survive, you're going to learn whatever it takes. You do anything. I got good at that, right? Handling high asset divorces. This man's a killer when it comes to criminal defense. I mean, that's what I've always loved about him. Like the most entertaining thing to me is watching this man in a courtroom just if somebody's lying or somebody doesn't want to tell the truth, guess what? They're going to have the most unpleasant time that they could ever imagine if he's questioning them. And by the end of that, he's going to get to the truth, right? And it's going to be so it makes you uncomfortable sitting in the courtroom because everyone knows that person's lying. The only person that's not uncomfortable is him, right? He will get up there and he always says he's like Denzel, but let me tell you, he is. <laughs> Right? He always says, I'm going to be Denzel today. Well, guess what? I've seen him in action, right? So that's where our niche is, right? But here's the cool thing. After four years, now we're kind of, now we're focused, we right? Hit, we hit our stride, right? yeah. Now we're criminal defense, and we love it, and personal injury. Because we're out there trying to protect people who are either, you know, who are, who need someone to fight for them. That's what it comes down exactly. to. And You're let, injured. We're actually, we're going to, so let, let's jump. We're going to kind of go a little bit out of our planned order. So let's go you're right so now we are in this world of medical malpractice personal injury with car accidents dog bites slip and falls and me and you always but listen as i'm a black man you're a white man right so let's put this out there one of the greatest things about us is that we are able to have sometimes uncomfortable conversation because our friendship is so strong we're able to have conversations that get us to points where we're like man I, I, I wonder if everybody else just could hear this, feel this, Correct. would they feel the same way? Because you have taught me a lot of things that I thought was just a black struggle, Man. which now I believe is more of a class struggle 
And Absolutely. so one of those things is um, how we talk about, you know, uh, black people feel or, or what I hear from a lot of my people is I don't want to sue. I don't want to, you know, I, I work for mine. I'm not that person that fell and then want to sue somebody and, and hurt them. However, that that probably is not really just a black Problem. Absolutely not. No, I mean, you know, and give you a little background because I know we've always talked about this and I know it still blows your mind, but you know, where I grew up, listen, it's majority white, right? I mean, I know for a fact I didn't have, at least that I knew of, right? Listen, someone proved me wrong. That's what this is all about. But I didn't have any minorities in my school, okay? And if you were there and I didn't know you, I'm sorry. Just tell me. I'll apologize. Like, I know <laughs> when I'm wrong, but I that's all I know, right? Right. I mean, it's a 99.9% white school. We only had like 400 students, so it wasn't that hard to see everybody. Right. And we always talk about this because you're from Philly. You know what I mean? You're a black man from Philly. So right. you not seeing a white person is insane because you're in one of the biggest cities in the country. Right. But like, it's not, we don't have the same point of view. Not, that's not the no, best way to put it. We no, don't have the same perspective. No, no, no but you're, 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 you're absolutely right. And like, it's, it does still blow my mind to think that as a 35 year old black man, that like, there's somebody who is your age right now who doesn't have an actual black friend Correct. who like, who can go, who can hit the age of 35 and not really have to I mean, talk to a minority like that. For I mean, me, like for a black person, that's not life. Like there's no way you can be 35 and not run into white people in some way. They, they're they the bosses. They are like, they have all the power. So like they're, they're the mayors, they're the judges. They're like, they're, there's no way, even in the city of Philadelphia, which is heavily populated in minorities, you're going to run into white people. Yep. And for me to think that like, damn, there's, a whole like there are cities out there that don't have no black people in it don't have no hispanic people in it don't have no age people in it and like you can be white in our country and your life and like if you just take out the minorities your life doesn't have to be affected correct i mean shit this podcast about being honest i mean my first black friend well i made that in what 2016 <laughs> you talk about me yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> And luckily through you, you have the biggest family and friends and, you know, I like. Now you, you got a lot of black friends. Exactly. And I'm not bragging, <laughs> but I do. So, <laughs> and I'm proud of that shit. And now it's it's that you get to go back to your friends and be like, yo, some of the shit that we've been talking about about black people is fucking wrong. And it's the same thing. It's, it's also insanity. The, and we also have the same <clears throat> issues where like we look at shit like this is a black issue. This is a white issue. This. No, sometimes so, it's all just fucked up. Right, so right? let's talk about that issue. Let's talk. The, well, here's one, what I'll tell you. Where I grew up, the whole idea of we don't sue, mm -hmm. we're not those kind of people, like, that, that's the only thing that gets said, right? Oh, we're not going to sue. My family says everybody. Oh, I got hurt at work. I'm not going to sue them. They're loyal to me or whatever the hell, or I need to go to work or whatever the problem is. And it's insane, right? So it's clear to me it's not black, it's not white. It's, right. It's either a class issue, they're not. There's not enough education. There's something that's driving people to think, you know, we're not the kind of people that if we get hurt, we don't deserve some kind of compensation. Right. So let's talk about how from the inside, it looks like a race issue. You talk about your dad because you you told me about. So tell tell yeah. the listeners, tell the viewers yeah. about. I mean, your just dad's my situation. dad alone. You know, he 
he gets injured. I mean, he's he's worked at a water company for 35 plus years. And just me talking to him about potentially filing a workers' comp claim. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah. Right? I mean, and listen, my job's not to force him. And why didn't he want to file that claim? It just, it wasn't something he wanted to do, right? Well, actually, and I'm not going to get in. Like, I'm not, I didn't get into that with him. I'll just be straightforward, mm-hmm. right? right? Because listen, I've heard it so much in my life. Here's what, you know how this goes, You already right? knew what he was going to say. You understand how these kind of conversations go. If you know the answer, right, and that's the answer you get, like, listen, trying to fight that uphill battle with your dad, because all I care about is that he gets disability, he retires, he does what he needs to do, so he's healthy. Right. I'm not going to have that argument with him, but here's what I know. He could have sued them. That injury only came because of how he worked and what he did. That's a worker's comp claim. It's clear as day. That's what it's for. Right? And it's to protect him in retirement. Right. And at right. the end of the day, listen, as you know, it's our client's choice. Right? And it's his choice. I'm not going to argue with them or tell him what he should be doing. But it just, when you told me about your stepdad, I was like, listen, man, you're telling me it's a black thing. You're Yo, nuts. And that, and that was how we kind of <laughs> got onto this because, so my mom had actually told me, and I don't, I don't remember exactly what even happened, but from what I remember, my mom said that my stepdad, his name is Bernard, <clears throat> loved a man to death, but like he fell or, or like twisted his ankle in the street or something. And I don't know if I like made this part up, if it was a pothole or something, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember telling the first thing my mind hit was, oh, well, mom, tell him to go to the doctor so that he can, you know, if he's hurt, he needs to get help. However, my mom was like, no, he doesn't want to, he's, he just does, he don't want to miss any work. He wants to like, he doesn't want to sue. He's that's, that's, that's not what he wants to do. He just wants to go to work and, and fight through it. And immediately I'm like, why do black people do this to like, we have insurance, we have healthcare. Like you've got, you know, my mom works for the city yep. and I'm like, she's got great healthcare. I, I know that, right? Like you yep. work for the city. It's one of the greatest things about work for the city is that you've got good healthcare benefits. Absolutely. <clears throat> so now because they're married, okay, well now Bernard has great healthcare benefits. Why aren't you willing to take advantage of what's right at your fingertips? And I'm like, man, black people, this is a black issue. And then when I brought it to you, you're like, no, my dad actually does the same shit <laughs> that we that you're talking about. They like it's a class issue. And let me tell you guys something. Guys, you know what the wealthy people do? They don't mind suing their insurance companies. You know why? Because they know I paid this premium for eight years. If I have a hangnail, I'm going to the doctor, right? I'm going to make sure that this gets fixed. And let's play this out because the thing that people don't understand is that, okay, let's say that in my stepdad scenario or in your dad scenario, they don't address the issue right away. What winds up happening is that they'll take, you know, Vicodin, Percocets, oxycodone, whatever it may be, Tylenol to like kind of mask the pain. Yep. And then they'll do that for months. Problem, some of them are opioids. Some of them now you become addicted to. Now you've got a bigger problem because you are addicted to a heavy drug that now you can't get your life is forever changed, right? That's one that's a terrible scenario. However, if we just play this out in a regular way, if you mask the pain for a while, the body 
doesn't always just heal itself. Sometimes it you have worse. to do some things and then the problem gets worse. Yep. And when that problem gets worse, there is what's called the legal world. There is a statute of limitations. Yep. What that means is you only have a certain amount of time to bring up the claim in the first place. If you wait too long and the problem gets too bad, then when you come to us and you say, hey, I got in an accident three years ago and it was just this little twinge in my back, you know, now I can't stand. Now, yeah, now I can't Now I have walk. three vertebrae that need to be Right. Now know. I need surgery and the doctors, my insurance won't pay for it. You're right. They won't because this is your fault now. You tried to iron man it out, tough man it out. Yeah. And you should have took care of it two years ago. And maybe your insurance only would have paid $10,000. Fine, but you would have been okay. Now you need a $70,000 surgery that your insurance is saying, ha ha, we're not paying. And now you're calling us like, well, what can you do? We can't do anything. No. You should have went two years ago. And this is why it's always just important to remember, <coughs> you know, if you're injured, you got to talk to someone. It's free. Right. Uh, every every <clears throat> lawyer who practices personal injury wants to talk to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it's because they have a potential to make money, but so do you. Right. And let, let's 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 debunk that right now. Right. Like, guys, if you're if you're talking to an attorney about car accidents, slip and falls, dog bites, medical, medical malpractice, malpractice, anything really, it, like if you're product injured, liability, anything like that, and a lawyer is asking you for money, gather your shit. And get up and walk out okay they're scamming you here's the way this works we know that at the end of this rainbow if it pans out it's potentially millions of dollars no attorney is going to charge you Correct. no attorney is going to ask you to come in and talk to us like we're not going to charge you a couple of hundred dollars right two hundred dollars for an hour of your time because that means nothing to me what i want is the settlement that's $100 million. I want 30% of that settlement. If anybody is asking you for money to sit down and talk, or I want to see your medical records, they are scamming you, get up and walk out. Yes, any any lawyer who practices personal injury is going to talk to you for free. And that just brings us back to the main point. I don't understand the language of we're not the kind of people who sue, right? Because there, there's no such thing. Everybody has protection. Okay. Right. I don't care if you make no money, if you're a millionaire, I don't care. You could be, you know, Kevin Durant for the love of God. Do you think he's not going to sue if he gets injured? Of course he is. Cause he needs, he, he's used to make a 50 million a year. If you make 10, $10 a year, no one cares. Cause you still have the same protection. So there's no such thing as we're not the people who sue. It's just that you're afraid of the process. You're, you're scared. Yes. And the problem is, is if you talk to a lawyer, one, you shouldn't be, be, no one's going to charge you money for that. Hey, someone hit me. I can't walk. My neck hurts. Here's the cool thing. Call a lawyer. Talk to them about it. They're going to tell you, listen, if you have the right insurance or this happened, the other person's at fault, which means one, your medical bills are going to be paid for. Two, at the end of that case, you're going to get money for your damages, which who cares how much that money is? That's not the point. The point is, is you're going to need it if you're injured. So here's the other thing, guys. The point of this podcast is we want to give you guys as much advice as we can, right? So as we're talking, if, if, as we think about things, we're going to kind of dig into like some of the advice. But here's one thing that I have learned <clears throat> about Pennsylvania and driving, right? A lot of people have... And this is this is specific to Pennsylvania. 
So Pennsylvania has what's called limited tort and full, full tort. tort. Okay. Yep. Now I was first thing first. If you have limited tort, <clears throat> I want you to understand. So did I. I was an attorney, and I still had limited tort. I did not have the knowledge. What's the difference between the two? Limited tort basically means if you just boil it down to its bare essentials, it limits what you can sue for. Correct. There Now, there are different kind of things, and I don't really want to get too deep because we'll get that in another podcast. However, full tort allows you to sue for pain and suffering. Which is what everybody thinks Which of. is what we care about. As yeah. attorneys, Like, let me look right in the camera. Guys. That's what we care about. That is the difference between $20,000 settlement and $200,000 settlement. It's the pain and suffering, okay? That's what we can, because you can't put a number on someone's pain. You can't put a number on someone's suffering. I can put a number on the medical bill. It's right here in black and white. I can't put a number on you missed work for X amount of days and how did that, you know, how did it affect your family and all those and things. Look at it this way. It's very, it's easy. To look at it like this, you go to your insurance agent and they say, limited tort is $100 cheaper a month or whatever, $100 cheaper every six months. It's not even that expensive. It's really the difference of like $5 to $7 a month. All I'm saying, I'm just giving you a hypothetical, right? And you're going to say, I need to save money. Well, here's the problem. We get these calls all the time and you call and you're injured in a car accident and we have the unfortunate circumstance of telling you there's nothing we can do as, as a lawyer. You don't have the ability to sue. There's some exceptions, and I'm not. We're not going to get into that, right? right? And I think this is actually a really good time because our first episode, right? What everyone needs to understand, if you're listening, this is not legal advice, right? You should not be taking this and trying to do your own cases. You should not. We're just here to talk to you like normal people because there's a lot of things that people don't understand. But you need uh-huh. to keep in mind that what we're telling you doesn't apply to your case. Right. Every case specific. Every case is different. Yes. So we're not telling you that in every circumstance you can't sue for all the because there might be a reason. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't call a lawyer. If you have a situation, call the attorney. But here's what I'm suggesting: if you don't, many people don't even know whether they have limited tort or for or full tort. Here's what I would suggest: if you hear this podcast right now, you should call your insurance company. Ask them, do I have limited tort or full tort? If you have limited tort, you should ask your next question. How much will it cost me to change it to full tort? It will probably be a difference of like five to ten dollars. My personal advice is you should change that to full tort. Because if you need it. You're going to want it. And you're going to wish you had it. And you're going to be so mad that you didn't have it for 5 to $10. I promise you that extra risk is going to be worth it. You may never use it, but if you ever need it, you're going to be happy that you listen to this moment and you say, hey, for 5 or $10, I actually was able to recover what I really needed. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, the time that you're going to realize you don't have it is the time that you need it. Yep. And that's going to be the time when you get told there's nothing you can do because it's too late. Second thing that I learned is what's called gap insurance. A lot of people don't know what gap insurance is. <clears throat> Something that I just happened I to learn. I didn't think you knew what it was I until I told you. I did, not, <laughs> I did not know what it was. And I was buying a massively expensive car. Correct. And I was getting ready to take one of the dumbest risks ever absolutely so let's explain what gap insurance is really quickly 
Gap Insurance basically says, okay, I buy this car for $50,000. Fine. I have to get a loan. Now, I only put $1,000 down, so now I need a loan for Mm $49,000. Let's say I put no money down. Let's not make the math hard. I owe uh, this bank $50,000 for my car. Yeah. The moment I start driving that car, it starts to depreciate. It's worth about a it's third worth less. less. Every, the more I drive it, the more I do things to it, it's worth less and less money. Yep. Now, regardless of what the car is worth, I bought it for $50,000. Which means so you owe them $50,000. I owe them $50,000. If I get into an accident two years down the line and my car is totaled, someone's going the insurance company who is different from the people who are giving me the loan the insurance company is going to say okay your car was worth at the time it got totaled thirty thousand dollars and i'm gonna say great but i owe 40 correct so if you guys can't just give me 30 because i owe 40 to this bank there is a gap between what the car is worth and what what i owe and if you don't have gap insurance you will be on the hook to yeah. pay the difference between what that car was worth yep. and what you owe the original loan. It's literally it worst case people. It's the worst case scenario because let just give you an example. You're driving down the road, you get T-boned, you're not at fault, you do nothing wrong, you get injured, you're like, you know what? I'm not too worried. I have insurance. Everything's good. The insurance company gives you 15000 less than what your car's worth. You don't think about it. You're like, okay. You go to the bank and they say, well, that's cool. But you still owe us We still want grand. our 15000 And then you say, but I need a new car. And they say, yeah. And we're going to give you a new, we're going to give you a loan for a new car. We'll give you 40000 But the loan will actually be for fifty five because we're going to roll that over. So now you're paying fifteen grand for an extra car. And then you decide again not to get gap insurance. Right, because this is why it's important. I've seen it happen, and then in six months, someone totals that car, and now all you keep doing is you you have two cars that are totaled where you did nothing wrong, but now you owe a bank twenty five grand, and there's no one you can sue, and you keep going. The it's literally like having a reverse mortgage over and over and over again. And you'll never get out of that. No, you can't, and like that's and that's the cheapest insurance in that position. It's the cheapest. It's in in the grand scheme of things. It, what you're paying for the car and what they want for gap insurance is nothing. No. You won't even know because it gets built into your loan anyway. So you go to the bank and say, I owe 50000 Well, actually, it's you know 50700 because you had to pay that for the gap insurance. You're going to be glad you took right. the extra money. Guys, that, that little bit of money that you pay up front is worth that chance of god-awful happening, okay? Get that gap insurance. Make sure that if you live in the state of Pennsylvania and you have insurance... Don't let it be limited to it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's a dumb idea, in my opinion. So now, Let's here's something on. I wanted to bring up, because I saw this stupid sheriff in Florida, and I say that, and I mean that, because he's stupid, okay? <laughs> We've done a lot of videos. We always talk about it, right? Self-defense, uh, when it comes to the criminal world, at least, okay? This, oh, man. Yeah, this... You know, you guys can Google it. You'll find it. It's easily available. Just look, Sheriff in Florida advocates, basically, that homeowners shoot people if they come into their house. Oh, right. And we always love talking about self-defense. So we're going to open up this podcast with, you know, just a nice discussion on self-defense because it's stuff like this 
that if you here's what i'll tell you first of all keep in mind every single state has a different law on self-defense some iteration of the law okay now i will tell you what that sheriff said in florida okay it it most likely well actually for, tell them what he said like explain the story explain well the i did story. i did i said he said you can go in if somebody breaks into your house no but explain the backstory to it because there was right oh got you sorry yeah, yeah, so yeah. apparently there was an ex i don't i don't know if he i don't think he escaped from custody they were doing like a, a chase of somebody they were trying to apprehend right he was running through yards running in houses and out of houses one of the homeowners just whipped out a gun and shot and missed right and they eventually apprehended the person they were chasing that's when the sheriff gave this press conference and basically said we wish you know, that more homeowners would have done that, which again, advocating someone <clears throat> recklessly just fires a gun, hoping to hit somebody who isn't really posing them any harm, but we'll get into that. Right. right? It's trying to essentially the guy's trying to get away. Yeah. Not, running from not the trying cops. to harm you. And the police officer or the sheriff is yep. saying, I wish more people had guns to shoot at him. Because it makes our lives easier, essentially, right? right? And what they say is there's no risk that that person will reoffend, which is not, ah, well, there's a good time too. You hear, you guys are going to hear him coughing. Listen, he doesn't have COVID, okay? Because he's had COVID since I met him. It's a nervous tick or whatever he calls it. Don't be alarmed. He, he's alive. He doesn't have tuberculosis or some other kind of issue. You but will I, hear it. I, I had to bring it up because, listen, you're going to hear it because we're going to be around for a while. But back to what I was saying, right? <laughs> this is just an insane thing for, for a police officer to say, right? And again, I will tell you that from what I at least know of Florida law, sure, it probably fits their castle doctrine, right? They don't have any kind of... At least from what I understand, you need to retreat all the stuff. And just for our listeners, castle doctrine is just a lawyerly term for self-defense. Yeah, and this is why I think it's extremely dangerous, right? Because, listen, if this is this made national headlines, right? Or at least, you know, you, you probably heard about it if you're on social media because depending on what side you're on, if you're Democrat or you're you know, they either hate it or they love it or who cares. Right, right. Here's what I'm saying legally. If you live in Pennsylvania and you hear that shit and you're like, I'm going to do that, I'm going to tell you and he's going to tell you you're going to have to call us to get you out of a murder charge. Yep. And we're not going to be able to. And it's not going to be cheap. Okay. <laughs> so this is why we always like to have this discussion. Now, keep in mind, what we talk about is specifically Pennsylvania, right? This is Pennsylvania law. And that's important because other people aren't going to make this apparent, right? They show you a Florida article like, hey, shoot people. We'll even give you gun training. I'm going to tell you, don't do that in Pennsylvania, right? And we know because we've handled these cases firsthand. Right. And if, if we could scream this, we would. Guys, I, I understand it's hard to understand. Every state has different laws. I'm going to say that again because it's so important that I need you to understand <laughs> that where you live is different. You cannot listen to this podcast and say, oh, well, they're self-defense. They, I heard a lawyer say this is self-defense, so I get to do this. Yep. Nope. Stop. Ask yourself, where do I live? What state do I reside in? Correct. Find their self-defense law because everyone is different. And that's really part of why we're doing this, right? We can tell you about Pennsylvania. We know how it works. But listen, we're pretty close to Jersey, Delaware, Maryland. You might listen to this. This is your responsibility to figure out your own state's laws, right? There's no reason for you to be in the dark 
<clears throat> oh, well, guess what? I guess I'll figure it out if it happens. That's insane. You don't want to know if you can protect yourself and how. And the law doesn't care and if you don't exactly. know. Exactly. Mistake is never a defense. They don't care. They will lock your dumb ass up anyway and say, ha ha, you should have looked. Right? Because Pennsylvania specifically, you have the right to protect yourself. You have the right to protect yourself in every state. Okay? It just depends to what extent. Right, to what extent. In Pennsylvania, there's a couple... I don't even know what you want to call it, like exceptions or things that you have to do, right? right because right. If one, huge one, if you can retreat safely, you have a duty to do so in Pennsylvania, which is extremely important, right? Because they take that seriously. We've done these cases. I've seen this man have to prove his elements, right? That, you know, we had a case where the client couldn't retreat, but it wasn't something that we could just say. We had to show the facts. Here's what here's what I try to explain to people when it comes to self-defense, Right. People have this warped idea that like once someone in like comes into my space, I have the ability to defend myself. Yes. However, the thing about self-defense is that it is always moving. Right. So like there is no right or wrong answer. That's the first thing you need to understand. I could take the same scenario, ask a hundred people and get a hundred different answers, okay? The question of is it self-defense or is it not self-defense is legally a question for a judge or a jury. Correct. That is not something that you get to make up and say, well, I was just defending myself. You may have thought so, but a jury might disagree. Correct. Okay, so every time you do something, you're saying, well, I was defending myself. It's no longer your call. Correct. Okay, that's the first thing you need to understand. The second thing you need to understand is that you can be defending yourself in one moment and take it too far and you're no longer defending yourself, right? So, like, I have seen situations where, let's say, me and you, Dave, get into an argument at a bar and you are bigger than I am, you are, you started the fight <coughs> and you, you know, you come at me and we get into a physical altercation I am now defending myself. Yep. However, if something happens, you slip and fall, or I start winning the fight even, mm -hmm. right? And now you're down on the ground, and you're clearly no longer a threat. a threat to me. Correct. At some point, I'm no longer defending myself. I'm just whooping your ass. Correct. Right. And people take that, and they say, well, I was defending myself, so I get to continuously like kick him and I get to do, nope, you're no, no you longer defend. Like, there's a there's point a, legally there's... where it turns from self-defense to you're the to attacker. To a crime. Right. Plain and simple. And there's an idea of proportionality, <laughs> right? Because what that means is, again, JJ and I are at a bar. He decides to pull a knife on me, right? I pull a gun. Listen, that might sound like I am protecting myself, but here's what I'm going to tell you. It's not that clear cut. Because they could see it as, I escalated it. Yep. Right? He could have been punching. Here's here's a clear example I know. He's kicking my ass, and I pull a gun and shoot him. That's still not clear cut. Was I on the ground? Was I defenseless? Was there a risk that I was going to die? Right? Was he kicking me in my head? Or was he just punching me when we were on our feet, and I pull a gun and shot him? I'm going to tell you, if that was the case, you're going to be in some serious shit. So, and I'll take it. I'll take it to more personal. You're in your home. You come home, right? You go out to eat, you come home. You walk in and somebody's there trying to take your TV or some shit. Something dumb. They see you, they they try to like run out the front door. You grab your gun and shoot them. 
uh, listen, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> you're going to be calling a lawyer. Like, you can't. Pennsylvania, I know for a fucking fact, you shoot somebody over property, you're going to need a lawyer. The, the, the bottom line, what I want people to understand is that self-defense is not a one-size-fits-all, right? You need to think before you just say, I'm defending myself and I'm going to allow my anger or whatever to just take over. Correct. You need to realize that your actions are going to be judged by other people. And while you may feel you are justified, you may not come out to the response. You may not get the response that you think you want out of self-defense. So you have to be very, very careful. You need to train yourself to understand that every fight doesn't mean I get to pull out my gun and or pull exactly. out a knife and do something. And I'll end it with this, right? This is by no means us saying you don't have a right to protect yourself, <clears throat> right? Just be careful. You are not lawyers. We understand. We're here to talk about the legal side of this. Somebody runs in your house with a gun, you're going to have to make a choice. I'm just telling you, and JJ's telling you, it's not what you see on TV. Okay, no, you are not law and order. You are potentially going to be arrested, no matter what your justification was. You let's, will. Let's, let's be. Let's be. Let's be frank on this. On this podcast, we can be real. If you black, you getting arrested. All right. I don't disagree. Right. And what that means for you, right? It only means one thing. You will have to hire a lawyer. You are going to be charged with some form of murder, man, something which comes with life changing consequences. You're going to spend a shit ton of money on a good lawyer to defend this. It's going to take years. All right. Years. Especially now. Years. It's going to take you years, right, to actually get to a jury trial. You're yep. going to have to pick a jury. You're going to have to pick people that may not like how you look, like what you did, didn't like guns. May right? not like your and tattoos. You might, and it's not nothing. He's going to be the first person to tell you. I'll be the second on every podcast. If you think your case is open and shut, you are wrong. Okay. I would never guarantee you, oh, yeah, you're just going to be not guilty because you were right. Listen, that might be our argument, but you better hope <laughs> right. someone agrees. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Be careful, right? You got to be careful. So with that, we're kind of going to we're gonna transition now to kind of yeah, we're you guys done. what we we're done. want to. You got to tell them where we're at. Right. We you guys want... are going to get about 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour from us, right? And that's it. This is what we do. But this is like. <laughs> Our chance. We want you guys to be interactive. We know there are going to be questions. But next week, we want some of you to have questions. They can be about this. They can be about something totally different. It doesn't matter. If you have a question, send them through. We're going to have links up. You'll be able to get to us. Make sure that you guys are not just listening. Ask questions because other people want it. And guys, One thing we want to make sure that we push through this, the importance of of voting yes and we will get into that i mean that's going to be one of our huge topics because it's your power to change everything but here's what you need to know if you don't want to sit here and listen to me and jj talk about random stuff every week because we will right and you're gonna have to listen to us you need to get involved right listen some of this might be personal we we have the ability we don't have to mention your name tell us you're not comfortable with that right send us a video we can blur you out Right. But if you have a question and what I will recommend against, like if it's a question about a personal case you might be going through, that might be something. And we're going to keep reiterating this. If you need a lawyer, call a lawyer. 
right? Yes. But if you have a question, you, you need a lawyer to call on, us. If, if you hear something on TV, you hear something, you hear like that sheriff in Florida, ask us what we think, right? We're lawyers. We like, and we want to incorporate normal people. That's what this podcast is about. We're going to have normal people on this podcast. We don't care if you're a millionaire. We don't care if you work at Wawa, right? Because you still have legal questions and we still want to talk to normal people. We do it every day and only you can help us do that, right? If you want to be on the podcast, all you got to do is ask, right? We are not saying no to anyone. Okay. Now we may not be, we might not have time to get everybody. And if that's the case, but it's good. we will try. Okay. Don't feel, oh, well, those guys are like, but they're lawyer. They're doing this. And like, no, if you want to ask questions, ask. If you want to be on, be ask. on. Closed mouths don't get fed. So I'm, we're going to close out. We're going to let you know uh, some things that we have ideas of talking about in the future so you know what's to come, like the Johnny Depp trial. We want to talk about that. Absolutely. We always want to talk about <laughs> big trials that what's are What's going on up, in Philly. What's happening in, in Pennsylvania in general, <clears throat> new laws. I mean, you name it. All right. That's the idea of this podcast. So I'm going to swing it. You know what you got to do? You got to like. Comment, subscribe. share, subscribe to and listen, get the net to get those answers. You know what you got to do. You got to be here next week. And here's the deal: you want to be involved. All the information will be in the description. Send us emails. We will get you in this podcast. But we'll see you next week. Tune in. Till next time. Stay blessed. We out. Please rise. Court is now in session. Fighting for justice is the podcast. Fighting spell with a PA. Serving Philly in the counties and the tri states. Speak to change people's minds. Yeah, we don't see hate. If you ever want a question, log yeah, let's debate. Accident, slip and fall. Who you call? JJ. Get in trouble, get involved. Who get it solved? JJ. My practice make it stick like a cactus. JJ. Had a dream, got a team. Now they do this all day. George for Brianna Teller was amongst us. We fight and shine light, so bright to fight injustice. The ping is big and small. We want them all. Please get front. Questions on the law, JJ, who you call? Come and get your justice.